This is Millie Weaver, and we're going to be breaking some major news tonight. I'm going to be joined by Tori Says, and because she's been through me with, you know, without this, uh, throughout this journey. And I'm just going to say right now, sorry I'm lost for words, but we have literally been given the mother load of leaked documents from a whistleblower that appears to be someone who might be working inside the elections, uh, the company that runs the electronic voting machines for the entire state of Kentucky and many other states. So we're going to be joined here by, uh, with Tori. Hi, Tori. Um, this is amazing what we found and really and truly I couldn't believe it yesterday. We broke that huge story with you and uh, what happened with your husband. But then today, or last night, actually, I looked in my email and I saw that some whistleblower anonymously decided to send me hundreds of documents. Hundreds. These documents are confirmed legitimate documents. We have official, like, ballots, Kentucky ballots, audit logs, you know, all of this crazy information, um, bank transactions, checks, papers that have literally been taped back together that went through shredders. Somebody must have been doing a lot of work to compile all of this information. But this information looks like there's significant amount of voter fraud going on in Kentucky. What do you think, Tori? Okay, so I have to say... It, the day before yesterday, when I realized that, uh, you know, I was put back onto the voter roll with my husband, I was shocked. So that just goes to show that even though for three years I'd been advocating, like on a national level, that we need to fix the DMV's records, just like we export voter rolls, excluding people under 18, we have to find a way to exclude non-U.S. citizens, period, because you can't just expect them to be honest and tell you I can't vote when they think if they vote that they have a chance to stay in the country, right? We're talking for the illegal migrants that everyone wants to hand out all these driver's licenses to. That's why they're pushing for it. This is why they want it. You know, the whole insurance thing is rubbish. Um, but yeah, we were actually talking on the phone, weren't we? talking about these things and suddenly you said, Hey, you know, some anonymous person, I don't open these things. And I said, shoot yeah. me over the link. I'll put it in, you know, cause I'm kind of savvy on the, on the back end of the internet. I scrubbed what we had and made them into PDF format. And I just couldn't believe, we didn't even know what we yeah, were looking for. They Tori were so much. Them back to me. Cause I'm like, okay, I don't want to get any viruses in my computer. I know us at InfoWars, we've had problems before. I didn't want to have that problem. So she sent it back to me, cleaned, and we looked through it together and we both were like, what are we looking at? This is insane. So we're just going through, mulling through all this information and we find out, wow, this is actually official ballot information. We're actually seeing official passwords and logins for these machines. Somebody (laughs) gave us a lot of information, Tori, and unfortunately, it's something that we can't just release to the public because we could get in trouble, I think, for doing so. But we need to be able to get this information to the proper authorities so that the governor can challenge the election. And in fact, anyone can challenge the election in Kentucky because we don't know to what extent, what level the voter fraud happened throughout this election. That's true. And the thing is, who do you trust? 
right? Who do you trust to give this information? We have serial numbers of voting machines, bank transactions, what looks like to be a foreign entity paying the owner of the election, you know, the company that has the election machines. Like, who do you give this to? I mean, it's not like it's something that we can publish. We have judges there. We have so much. And it's, you know, yesterday I, I reached out thinking, okay, if you want to get a message to the governor, what do you do? You call the police, right? If you want your mayor, or your governor. So I call because Frankfurt's not that big. And so they put me through to someone else, put me through to state patrol, which are usually the people that do like secret service stuff, you know, for the state. And, um, I was talking to someone and he's like, yeah, someone will call you an, an investigator called detective. And he was like, all right. So like, when did you get your hands on the voting machine? I was like, okay, I didn't get my hands. Let's just jump over that already. Some whistleblower, 300 pages and more of just really juicy stuff. And we're talking everything. And right. And you were saying that basically he then kind of turns it on you and starts thinking that you have stolen a voting machine or that somehow right. you did some crime and you're reporting a crime on yourself. Right. That's the problem. Oh That's the problem with this level of crime and why you typically see police being able to charge and go after, you know, some kid for smoking some marijuana. But then how are all these criminal organizations able to run massive schemes, conspiracies and rig elections and commit all this major crime? Well, it's because what they're doing is so intricate, complex, detailed and just really smart and crafty that your average police officer or someone who's in that authoritative position is just not capable of comprehending it. Because I'll tell you what, there's so much information here. It's so complicated. It's like we are really having to use all of our concentration and our mental capacity to be able to fully wrap our heads around how intricate and detailed this plot was to rig the election. Right. It was. And the thing is, we've spent 48 hours and I think we've we finally nailed down what the smoking gun was like this whistleblower. I know we say it was someone from within maybe the election committee or the company, but I think they were more than that because the way they put the documents together was, you know, why would you put a duplicate page unless you were saying something like you can ask your anyone out there watching? We want you to guess what the password. Okay. So it was very complicated plan, <laughs> but I want you all to guess what the password for the election machine access is. Yeah. And the it, admin passwords, right? It's like as dumb as Podesta's. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it's you literally can, that uh, basic and that's concerning Tori, because I'm looking at this. I'm going, what? That's the admin password. So anyone could just have administrative access to these voting machines. All they have to do is guess that really, really simple password. Okay, let's just say this. It's one word and it's a lot simpler than any password you'd ever have to do for Facebook or any little social media account. The social media account passwords that they make you create are much more complicated than this really simple, basic, no-brainer password for these voting machines. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like I was, I was shocked that that was there, but the, 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 the whistleblower, when they gave us this information, they also gave us information to guide us to try to get it. And we didn't have that aha moment till about what, six hours ago when we realized, wait a minute, why are they constantly showing this? What is the importance of this? And this owner who's a private owner 
of these election ballot machines is also an owner of other companies. And that same person in his personal joint account with his wife is getting paid by a foreign entity, small amounts of money. It's like, what was it? $6,700 in total a month over the course of a year. And this is a foreign entity that creates software. And you can see in there the bank account balance is like already over a hundred and six thousand yeah. dollars. Mm-hmm. So is it's that like yeah. they've just been incrementally making small payments? And why someone might make small payments like that is to avoid uh, flagging the IRS. Correct, because they would come three times a month. It was like the first, the fifteenth, and then the thirtieth, and then the first, the like every calendar month. So you could see from the interest garnered that it was done, um, you know, ex- like exponentially, it was growing because the interest you get in a savings account depends on how much money you save. Okay, okay. So let's talk about the company that's giving them the money, the the owner right. of this election right. voter machine company that ran the Kentucky election. Who, right. Which company's giving the owner the money? Should we name the company? Yes. It's a company in in Switzerland that's 100% Norwegian owned. And a foreign company. A foreign company, yes. And Germany and the United Kingdom have interest in it. And here's the kicker. The parent company makes the furniture, which is the machines, like the iron cast, they only make metal furniture and they own. So this company has five companies. One of them is this, and it's called Dynaplan. People can look it up. It's Dynaplan, D-Y-N-A-P-L-A-N. It's a foreign company. Um, it actually goes, their software is S-I-A something. Um, let me pull it up actually. So and- that's the trick is they do, they use a bunch of shell corporations. Mm-hmm. Okay. To, to create a little distance from from themselves but wasn't it that this company uh is h- hooked up with uh, a so- a software company essentially that they do all this voter election outcome okay software? so yeah so exactly so what this company does which is be like this is you can't get any more smoking gun just in regards to foreign entity meddling let's say they have software that if I wanted to hold elections, for example, for the union, and we even had proof that they were rigging union elections, which was insane. Um, so if you wanted to rig an election, you would say, all right, I'm going to have like a 100,000 voters and I want this outcome. But I want it to look like it was moderate, not severe, and I want it to be spread out like this. So you plug in how much you want to win by. This is how many. They ask you for variables. And then it predicts what you need to do. Basically, it's telling them where you need to pull votes from and how you script it so that you can patch it over so you can get the outcome you want. So it's kind of constantly moving uh, through the numbers. And we saw that when the ballots were being pushed out for reporting, it would show that they were updating the export every like one to three minutes, which means they were running a script and then publishing, running a script and then publishing. It's like the most bizarre. It was like inconsistent. And you could see that they bifurcated the results, too. So even though they're supposed to export di- directly to the county clerk for reporting, it would be stored on the desktop first. And, and what Tori's talking about is we actually have been given as well the actual audit logs mm-hmm. inside the voter machines. So there's a, an audit log of what 
um, I guess what the computer, everything the computer sees happening inside the voter machine, there's a printout of every step, every command that's given to that computer, and it's, it can be printed out and reviewed and looked at. So whoever this whistleblower is, they sent us that. So we're able to look inside what all happened in these election machines. Yeah, and I tweeted a picture of that out without putting in the codes of the system because I don't want to get in trouble. But people deserve – this isn't a partisan issue, Republican-Democrat, because what we realized is that both of them are involved. That's right. This is even more huge. We're thinking it's the election company, which, by the way, you remember when we were reading those Trump derangement syndrome emails. Like, these are the people that are counting oh, your ballots. Oh, that's right. Okay, so that's right. They're should read inside that. this huge dump. There are emails between the owner of this election voter machine company talking to his other employees about one of their employees doing a very anti-Trump post on social right. media and it's like this vehement you know hateful post about how much they hate trump they hate republicans and they they even claim that they gave obama a million dollars in his campaign i mean it's interesting to see that this is the dialogue going on within this company that's in charge of handling all the voter machines in kentucky when it seems like their employees might very well have an anti-trump bias Right. And the thing is, how did it start? I'm ashamed to be an American. Orange Hitler is not my president and never will be. What the happened? It was a rant. It was a complete Mm -hmm. rant. And to think that these people are the ones responsible for counting the ballots. But But that's what we saw inside the FBI with uh, Peter Stroke and Lisa Page and all those other FBI agents. They hated Trump, but yet we're supposed to believe that they were going to give him a fair investigation. You know, and it's the same thing here. The people who own the voting machines hate Trump, hate conservatives, but we're going to expect that they, you know, are going to give a fair election when they literally have all the power in their hands to control the outcome of the election. Exactly. And that's the thing. What That's what I told the investigator, too. When he was like, well, when are you going to give it? And I was like, I don't trust anyone. We had the director of the FBI sign off on FISA warrants, and we had manufactured, retroactively manufactured three, 302s to, uh, you know, put our general in jail because Trump. So this, to everyone listening today and share this like crazy, this isn't about being a Republican or a Democrat. What they have done is not a bunch of Trump derangement syndrome people sitting there and canvassing votes. This was a dry run, you guys, and it was so sophisticated. But we figured out how they did it. Um, right, Millie? Like we yeah. figured it out. And, and now well, whoever this whistleblower is, they figured it out and then right. they sent it to us. They, I mean, I can't believe how much stuff this person compiled or it could have been a team of people. I don't know. What's odd is some of the papers look like they've been torn and like pieced back together. Some of them look like they've been through shredders and people like put them back together. Some of them have water stains and they're just like on the floor and they it looks like somebody's taking pictures with their phones. You know, it, it's crazy, but these are actually official documents that are used for the um the ballots and for the election. And yeah, they even saw- have yeah, go ahead, Tori. No, I was going to say, we saw a bunch of stuff, you guys. Like, they have notes. 
guiding each other how to manipulate the votes. Yes. They're actually taught how to manually allocate votes to specific people. And not only that, they had handwritten notes where they were um, talking about the Brennan Institute, which is some, you know, uh, you know, organization that's a nonprofit, of course, uh, that claims that Russia has taken over our election. But the thing is, they're the ones taking the money from foreign entities. And here's the thing, guys, I want you guys to know. So when I saw that deposit go into his personal joint account with his wife, right? And it was three payments within one month. I thought, oh, you know, maybe it's his company. I looked again and I was like, no, it's a software company. I looked again and I was like, oh my gosh, Skittle, that company that was, you know, claimed to have done fractional voting in the Ukraine and, and even in the US, you know, in the past, I was like, oh, well, they've used them. And then I looked in a little bit more and then I was like, oh my gosh, no, it's not. It's a foreign entity. So why, so why would you think that a software company, if you're using them for projections, right? Or to test, why would they be paying you? Wouldn't you be paying them since you're the guy with the election ballot boxes companies? So that's yeah. why. So that's one thing people need to know. But what we noticed is, is that this is a repeat thing across the nation. They have been fixing the election. What was it? When did we find it was established? 2001, right? 2001. Since 2001 in the state of Kentucky, they have been fixing their elections. And honestly, there are hundreds of documents in this, this in this leak. And wasn't there even something, Tori, uh, if I recall, something about the, the Bush-Gore election in here even? Yeah, because they went to Florida, and that's where they did their first live. Um, and guys... Tell me what you I, I, I can't see the, the 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 messages, but what I want people to do is tell us what do they think if they found out that the private company that's hired to count their votes also monitors and runs and installs and updates and is connected to every single computer of that state's government. How would they feel about that? Like, think about it. Separate entity that counts votes and ballots but also services and has access to every single county clerk's desk PC that they're supposed to be exporting out election results to. How would that make you feel? Because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, he only lost by a little bit. Everybody else was Republican. It's a red state. It's really not that. This was a test because, like you said, more people turned out than what they knew were coming. Well, that yeah. just seems like they have way too much power, Tori, to be able to have access to all these government computers and then also have access to the voter machines. That just seems like really way too much right. power for one corporation. So, I mean, of course, we should look and examine this corporation. And if a whistleblower is coming forward and showing all this documentation, literally checks bank I don't even know how they got all this information, but they, they sent us all this information and it looks really dirty. This should prompt immediate investigations, one of which was we saw a check, a, a copy of a check for $75,000. Right, and that was bizarre. It was bizarre because the person deposited. So when you deposit into your bank, Millie, like if you know your employer pays you or it's an ACH, right, it says like where it's coming from. If you drop a check, it says deposit check. If it's cash, it just says deposit, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. they'll even throw cash, but it's usually just deposit. Well, it looks like this guy dropped 75 grand cash one day, 
The next day he dropped another 75 cash. And then the next day he wrote a check to the bank for 75,000. And it's like, it looks like the bank. Right. So it looks like the bank overpaid him and he paid the bank back. But what? And what's funny is when we looked into that bank, that bank is involved in a lot of scandals nationally. We're talking RNC out in California, Stormy Daniels. Is that, yes, City National Bank, right? Yes, City National Bank. So much corruption. And I'm thinking, wasn't wasn't that Congressman Comer that said to Governor Blevin, oh, put up some evidence or just bend the knee, you know, hurry up? He was bitter because he lost. Well, that's the thing, Tori. But he's also involved with the bank. We have more evidence than we know what to do with right now. I mean, we've literally been racking our brains for the last 24 hours trying to figure out what do we do with this information because we obviously there's a lot of information that we actually can't release to the public. We yes. could possibly get in trouble if we were to do that. Um, we don't want to be the next, uh, you know, Julian Assange or Snowden, have to flee the country. No more WikiLeaks now, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have no one to give it to. Exactly. There's no more WikiLeaks. And that might be why this person decided to just randomly give it to me anonymously in my contact form on my website, millennialmillie.com. So I, that might be why, because WikiLeaks is gone. And people are like, who do I give this stuff to? For some reason, they, they must have saw that we were breaking the Kentucky voter fraud story with uh, with you and your husband being uh, registered as Democrats somehow in Kentucky, despite the fact that you're a a North Dakota resident and you're Republicans and he's an immigrant. I mean, so they saw they must have saw that and decided, okay, let's just hand it to her and see what happens. We get this huge dump of, of information, literally hundreds of documents. And we're like, what do we do with it? Do we try to give it to the authorities? Well, we all know. I mean, do you really think the FBI is going to give a clear concise, proper investigation into this, Tori? I don't think so. I wouldn't trust them. I wouldn't trust them at all. I'm sorry. I know that we've, you know, changed hands and we put, but that takes a lot of time to build that trust. And right now, like even the detective, I even told him, I don't trust you. I I can't trust the FBI director. I'm going to trust you. Um, And so many people have reached out saying, oh, you know, I'm working with the government. I was like, if I don't speak to him, or know exactly who you're not getting anything because what they do is kind of like what McCabe tried where he was like using his lawyer to like file a lawsuit to find out to see if there's a grand jury deliberating for him. If you remember, that was like a test to see, Hey, am I going to jail or what? And this is to them, give us what you have so we can start scrubbing it or making excuses about it. And you know, what's crazy is, is that we can't get to the governor. We can't. And, and to think, how do you not how do you not have the ability to get to the governor? Well, well, here's what it is. Uh, hopefully in discussing this, we can, you know, get some attention out there and maybe this will get to the governor. But regardless of that, Tori, you know, we decided me and you, we decided, Tori and I, that the best way might be to literally just create a giant email and send it off to every single representative and every single senator and the White House. Just, here you go. Yep, send it off to them it. all. They all will have an opportunity to look at it, and they all will have an opportunity to do something with it. And hopefully the American people out there who are listening and are finding out about this story will be pressuring their representatives, their government officials, to investigate and do something about this. I mean, well, there yeah. are things we probably can release to you guys. But some of it we can't because we'll get in trouble. 
Right. Like we can release to you guys that the company that I'm telling you that, okay, so it's, it's called Harp Enterprises, right? The one that owns all these election machines, right? Aside from the legit fraud that we see on the audits and how they operate, the guy that is the only owner of it owns a shell company. That shell company sits somewhere where another company sits. And that company for the past 20 years has been the only company installing, updating, linking up computer systems for the whole Commonwealth of Kentucky. Which means that this one guy who's getting payments from judges, as we saw, why was the judge on his payroll? Wasn't that bizarre? That oh, the yeah, judge, really bizarre. The judge executive was on his payroll. We have like a payroll stub, you guys, paying, what was it, Medicare or something uh, or FSA stuff. It was insane. So uh, he owns the company that puts all the computers across the state of Kentucky, and he owns every single election machine, right? And then he runs the elections. And then he's going to audit them, too. You want to recount? That clown is going to do it. You think he's going to give you the truth? Because the thing about systems is there's something called a CI. That's what they call it in more cyber terms. A CI is a cluster interconnector. So picture like a node, right? So it's like a point where two systems meet. He can have a CI placed there where it can literally bypass whatever, and he can send whatever he wants to the clerk office, or he can put documents in there, take them out, like court doc. He could do whatever he wants because he has access to it because he owns it a 100%. And you're going to say, well, he's honest. Well, then tell me why the state of California has the same system in place. The people that have the election machines, why do they also service all the computers of the state of California? State of North Dakota just got new election machines. Why is that company also servicing the state of North Dakota's uh, county machines and installing computers? So if you're going to say, oh, it just so happened that it was that one guy that owns both companies, then why is it the same repeat and why are they using, using the same shell company name? Which, by the way, you guys, the shell company name is has a registered agent in Virginia. And you will not believe how many companies were there, Millie, were there like a hundred, hundred something companies registered there, right? Um, to that Virginia address that was like the registered agent. And yeah. one of them was doing what? Bug sweeps. Ooh, we believe in security and we're going to like sweep for bugs. All these random companies and different states too. So like the firefighters association from like Alabama was there. I think, I think. There's so much, you guys. There's so much yeah, information. I, I think that just based on the fact that we're seeing these major conflicts of interest and this major um, things things that would disqualify you from being the person that conducts the election. But, you know, if you have all these conflicts of interest, you shouldn't be the one using your voting machines to count everyone's votes in Kentucky. So the fact that we're seeing conflict of interest, we're seeing possible conspiracies and illegal activities – in the business end aspects, I could see that being one reason to prompt investigation. But, but, on the other end, we're also given access to the data logs, the audit logs, the actual numbers and counts, and the, you know, everything with the computers, the internal workings. And what we're seeing is that there definitely are some anomalies. It does, it looks like 
there's a possibility here that we see some fractional voting, wouldn't you say, Tori? Well, it seems like they added votes and moved votes almost spontaneously. Um, you know, the way they were using the up updates. And another bizarre thing is, is that for some reason they were sending out, what was it, absentee ballots, additional absentee ballots a couple days before the election. And then they were yelling at UPS for not delivering. And UPS was like, oh, you didn't leave, you left out the suite number. But then at the end, it was delivered to a town, you know, 33 miles away. I mean, how does sweet 1600 missing take you from one place in Kentucky to another? It was the most bizarre mishmash of information. And as we parsed it apart, all we saw is that I think everyone, if you would ask me, I would tell you everyone in Kentucky government is guilty. And maybe this is why the secretary of state is like, oh, just leave it alone. Yeah, leave it alone because everyone's going to be going to jail. Yeah, by the way, the secretary of state, uh, Mrs. Grimes, she has already called the election for Bashir, despite the fact that Bevin has contested it and has formally and officially requested them to uh, to do a recount. Right. So what's up with that? She's just, oh, no, I'm just going to call it for Bashir. Well, they're doing it because they don't want to get caught. You know, we see how many votes came out. What, what was the number? Let's pull it up. Millie. Oh, OK. Let's, yeah. Let's Here's so another far. interesting thing. Yeah. OK. Kentucky has had the highest voter turnout in their state since 1995, okay? They had a record 1,455,000 voters turn out this election. That is a lot of people. It was a 42% participation rate when on average they typically have around a 30%, and they were expecting to have a 31% turnout this election in Kentucky. So, from 31% to then 42%, that's actually a big leap. Now, when Bevin was actually elected as governor in the last election, they had a 30% turnout. Um, so I find that interesting that they have this record high turnout. And then we learned about how uh, the attorney general's office and, and all these Democrats sued to have all these purged, inactive voters put back on the voter rolls. And if you look, they had had 175,000 voters put back on the voter rolls. Well, what's interesting here is in the actual documents that we were given, um, they have an actual log and accounting for every single um, printed out ballot for absentees Mm -hmm. and for the precincts. And they they count that all up, and it's around uh, 1,244,000, including the absentees. Mm-hmm. So if you do the math, okay, so 1,455,000 minus uh, 1,200,000 minus 144,000, you're left with about a 200,000, 10, yeah. 210,000-ish range. Right, which would mean that would be the 175,000 that were reinstated, including me and my husband, plus an extra amount of people that they didn't account for or maybe just extra absentee ballots of random Plus an extra like 35 or so thousand. Right. Right. So that's pretty bizarre. They have more people living there than because we see their predictives, right? They Mm. knew exactly how many heads they were counting for. And they did this in according to the documentation in September. 
So they knew how many people. They knew they needed this many absentee ballots. But here's the – remember the notes that we saw? Guys, so when you're voting, if you, like, are disabled or, you know, you don't feel like doing something and you get your ballot and you're like, oh, I don't feel like throwing it in the machine, you know? Someone – they won't let you leave. They will have to take you by the hand. This is the law, Right. And then say, well, I don't care if you filled it out, go drop it. Because now you have a ballot, you can leave it empty, you can put scribbles, I don't care, just put it in there. Oh, and oh, like sorry, to, sorry to interrupt, I just want to say this before I forget. By the way, uh, I've had several people now contact me and say, oh my gosh, I just checked, I used to be a resident of Kentucky however many years ago, and I just looked, and I'm registered now in Kentucky to vote. Despite the fact that I've moved, I've registered in a different uh, different state, and I don't live there. So a lot of people are now flooding in. It wasn't just Tori and her husband. A lot of people are contacting me now after we broke the story that they are experiencing the same thing. They were put back on the rolls despite the fact that they're no longer a resident. Yeah, no. And you know what? These the, the, the They've contacted me, too. They're like, where do I go check? I mean, you went and checked. And I was like, oh, there's a website. You know, that's where I checked and saw that we were off the voter roll in 2018 because Andy Bashir assigned an attorney general to me to help get me off. But anyway, guys, here's where it goes nuts. OK, so like I said, if you don't drop the ballot, they got to usher you to the ballot box. If you're broken and handicapped or you can't or you're just throwing a tantrum, you have to. It's the law. Well, they said in the thing with their own handwriting, don't forget what was it? Um, the the poll monitors and the judges better drop the ballots that nobody fills in. Um, with the handwritten notes on one of the things that the whistleblower gave us was them writing notes of what to do. They were like, "Don't forget the dead, the Dead Voter Act." Oh yeah, that was right? so weird. And I was like, "What? Don't They're forget the Dead Voter Act." There's no yeah, there's no such thing, right? And I was like, "There's no Dead Voter Act." And I looked that up, and I found that there was a a congressman or senator from Kentucky that had submitted a bill in the 115th, oh yeah, he was a representative to Congress that talked about controlling our votes, but talked about guns. It was safer vote, but it was about guns, gun control, of course. So I was like, that doesn't make sense. Dead Voter Act, and don't forget, any leftover ballots, a judge or you know someone there has to drop it in the ballot box. And I'm like, well, sorry, we I bet a lot of the purged inactive voters that were put back on the rolls were probably people who had passed away i mean if you haven't even lived in the state for eight years and you're put back on people that have passed away maybe eight years ago are probably being put back on too right and 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 the thing is what um what we saw is aside from the fact that they were writing notes of how to break the law they were teaching each other and writing handwritten notes you guys this is how you allocate a vote from one candidate to another one. Like they literally had notes and then they had step-by-step drop down boxes, teaching service them. call sheets, right? maintenance and, reports, like them having to like do maintenance stuff on the election machines. Right. And what I think is what's more bizarre is they do power on self-test reports. So on the 25th of October, they took one machine that had a version of 2.03 and a certain certificate. And they tested it and found that it didn't have a battery. And then on the same day, but late, but um, about a minute later, they tested another machine that had a battery, but it was upgraded like what, four or five levels more than that one. And I'm like, 
So what? They're using ballot machines that one is like the older version and then the other one is the newer version. It was completely bizarre. And I wonder, did anyone really guess the password for election admin? <laughs> Did anybody get the password? Because this will be fun. Okay, okay. Our um, our con our comment moderator said yes. Somebody has. They guessed it. We're not going to yes. tell you because it could be a generic password. At, we have a comment moderator right now. He's looking. Our producer's looking in the scroll. Right. And saying that somebody has guessed it. It's that easy, guys. It's yeah, literally it's, that easy. It's 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 easier than Podesta's password because at yeah. least he put a zero. It's a joke. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to keep the Russians out, right? right. The Democrats they, claim we need to do all of this stuff. We need to implement all these new voter machines and special technologies to keep the Russians out. Yet you have the most basic, easy password with no capitals, no numbers or weird uh, characters at all. Just the most common sense password. And that's going to keep the Russians out? Really? I don't think right. they're very concerned. I think that's... So, that's a give. A so you know how right I said that an, a, a private owner owns the the ballot boxes, and then a private owner also owns the computers. Well, I got a message from someone saying that in North Dakota, in the county of Cass County, which is Fargo and Grand Forks County, they did the same thing. The computer company that bundles their computers in those cities is the same owner as the one that has the election machines. Guys, they've been rigging our elections, making us think that we're voting for like forever. We haven't been voting. They kind of just give us wins every now and then or shave it across to make it look somehow for years. They, they have full control. Well, like, well, that's what Alex has been saying for the longest time. And he's been saying basically that the only way that Trump even won in 2016 is likely because they were anticipating such a low turnout for him when they were doing all their fixing and rigging, that then when this massive wave of people showed up and voted for him, there was nothing they could do. They were just flooded. I mean, you can't, if so, if too many people show up, you're not, I mean, it, it might make it way too hard for them to try to cheat the, cheat the system, right? Well, they did. They did the fractional voting, but she still lost. Because he got the electoral vote. Remember, she complained, I got the popular vote. I should have won. Well, her husband, both terms, won with less than 50 percent. 1992, he won with 43% of the vote. Right? 43. Yeah. But she doesn't say that. And then in 1996, he won with 49.2%. So he didn't even get 50%. So he didn't get majority vote. And she's complaining. Nobody ever does this. You know, your husband did it twice. But yeah. the thing is... Um, what people need to understand is that our vote is so precious because a lot of people are, don't really care. And it's important that every single citizen understands just how valuable that is. Because we see the country of Greece, for example, where my family's from, you know, they voted in 2015 62.9% to get out of the EU. They're still in the EU. Look at England. They voted like, what was it, three years ago to Brexit? They're still there. They can't even get out. Because their voice does not matter, but it does for us. And that's so important that we protect that no matter what side of the aisle you sit on. 
you need to be on the aisle of my vote counts. And if the majority of America says Trump is president, then Soviet. If they say it's going to be <laughs> quid well, pro Joe, then so be it. Let it be fair. And so that's the problem. And there's so much here that I'm actually concerned for us, Millie. Oh, yeah, I'm because- concerned, too. And that's part of the reason why we decided to do this. Okay, okay. All right. Are we so live our, again? It looks like our, our feed went down there for a second. YouTube cut it off or the connection was bad. Not really sure, but it seems mighty suspicious right when I'm saying that, that it cuts off. Let me say it again in case... Yes, to drop names. <laughs> in case anything happens, I want to put it on the record that myself and my family are not planning on killing ourselves anytime soon. Okay. We are definitely in a dangerous situation. The fact that we have this information right now in our possession and we are going to be sending it off to our representatives, our senator and the White House, our senators, all of them are going to have a copy. The White House, everyone, we're sending it to our officials because they should have the clearances, the ability to receive this information. Um, so, yeah, I just want to put that out there. And Tori's not planning on killing herself either. No, and and, yep, nobody's planning to kill themselves. We're all happy. Uh, Nothing like that's happening. But, you know, it's funny how the the feed just cut off. And I think maybe it's important for us to at least give people some names. I mean, they're public and they know that they're involved. And I'm more than happy to say that a guy named Garrett Gruber of Livingston County Judge Executive that lives and is from Smithland, Kentucky, for some reason, sent... Harp Enterprises, a letter on the 30th of October from Evansville, Indiana, that showed payroll stubs or printouts for the for the anticipated dates of the 8th of October. You know, kind of how they do it beforehand um, of the 8th of November. Sorry. Uh, check payroll number 1067. And it's for a bunch of people that. The judge is sending payroll to be cut to Harp Enterprises. Why is this independent company that's responsible for election ballots paying payroll or cutting checks for Livingston County Judge Executive Garrett Gruber, who has his own mail with a cheesy logo? So, so I'll tweet that out, you guys. You okay. have to see it. But the thing is, the guy... And, is- and here's the other thing, is Tori has tweeted some of this information out. Uh, and we will continue, both on my Twitter and on Tori's Twitter, to tweet out some, some images or documents that are legal and safe to be tweeted out. Um, and please follow Tori on Twitter. Uh, Tori, what's your Twitter handle? Oh, uh, It's at uh, Tori underscore says. The, guys, this is so much... We are going to send it to the senators and the congresspersons. I mean, those people that don't want to hide their contact information, right? And mine is Millie underscore Weaver, in case you guys uh, don't know it either. Yeah, and we're going to send it to every senator and congressman. And the minute we have more of a better um, idea, except for the smoking gun, which is the company that, that runs, owns, installs, operates, maintains, and has connections to every single computer of your county clerk in the state of Kentucky also is the same guy that owns your election ballots and his fake company is linked to a company that's, you know, it looks like it's a Langley photocopy. Let's just put it that way. It was pretty bizarre and that's why it's dangerous. And this is why I think everyone's just trying to make it go away and they're totally ignoring it. The media is not talking about it. All these people 
registered again. I got contacts. And, you know, obviously it's just a few people, but a lot of people have gone fishing trying to find out who gave me the information. Look, if you're not concerned about Schiff's whistleblower, Lefty, then don't come at me asking me for a whistleblower that's going to help sanction our vote. That's just wrong. And, um, you know. Yeah. And and here's the thing. We don't even know who the whistleblower could possibly be. Right. Okay. Oh, hey, Alex. Okay. All right. So, Alex, is. it looks like Alex Jones is watching our feed right now. So, I just want to say hi, Alex. Um, thank you for tuning in. And we are just going to do a little bit of a recap here for people who might just be jumping on this feed. Um, right now, we're talking, Tori and I are talking about the huge data dump that we have received from an anonymous whistleblower just yesterday. We've been going over the documents all night. It's been crazy. Hundreds of documents that indicate, heavily indicate that there was voter fraud in the Kentucky election and that there's definitely some, uh, let's just say, uh, conflicts foreign. of interest and foreign, yeah. in, foreign interests meddling in the election. Mm-hmm. Foreign interests. Yeah. Uh, the people that have the election machines are getting paid by a foreign entity. Uh, three, Payments in one month, all small increments over a longer period of time. And it's not to their company account. It's to their personal joint account with their wife. And tons of emails showing that they hate the president. But that doesn't matter because we just figured out that the person that owns the election machine also owns every single computer in the Commonwealth of Kentucky at a county clerk's desk. They pride themselves on it. And his shell company, that's actually uh, another company in Kentucky, located in Louisville on Cobble Drive, 2011. Cobble Drive is the address. That company, the shell company, is actually registered to an agent in Virginia that is that has over 100 people registered, and they look intelligence-related, like spy bug, sweepers, uh, you know, investigators and stuff like that, which was super dubious. Well, weird. okay, so Tori, let's let's kind of give a, a, a like a broad recap. I know in the documents that we've been given, we've been given bank transactions uh, that show foreign software companies putting money in the account, the personal account of the owner of this company that runs all the voting machines in Kentucky. And if you look, this foreign company has software that has to do with election outcomes and rigging elections. It, it, it has to do with you saying what outcome you want and it tallying the votes or telling you what to do to get that outcome. So, you know, maybe they ran this machine six months ago and it said, oh, you need 175,000 more votes. And maybe this is why they sued to get all these people back on the ballot. Um, so, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it does. It, um, you tell it what you want. You tell it in what effect you want. If you want it to be a moderate effect, like to be blatant that you're fixing it this way, or you want it moderately to go there, and it pulls votes and moves things. Um, I, how, would you, how would you coin that? Um, I would say it's malleable, and it responds to the input you put. And that shows from the constant updates that they were running the script as they were updating. And that would actually make sense as to why CNN, when they were airing the results, it would show that, you know, 
the governor had so many votes and then suddenly Bashir had them. Like live on TV, you would see it. And that's because they were updating that script one to th- every one to three minutes. And we could see that in the log. But that's not even what scares me the most, Millie. I'm just saying. The fact that the guy that owns the company is getting money from a foreign entity is number one. A software oh, yeah. company. Well, you know, him. what scares me is with these electronic voting machines, how easy it seems after looking at all this and how it seems that they rig these elections. It just seems so easy to rig the elections. And you have a small handful of people who are employed by this corporation, okay, that how easy would it be to uh, get the the owners of the corporations to engage in some kind of, you know, criminal favors or activity or gain Looks blackmail like on them from overseas right how easy would that be and you have a small handful of people who work under this one company who are the re- the representatives on election day the election day representatives we've got all their badges we've got all their names okay we have right. all the documentation business cards who, business cards everything hey, everything we have everything you guys everything, everything. okay receipts uh, hotels that they stayed at. Right. Everything. We have everything. When we tell you everything, everything it's everything. Yeah. This person was very thorough. Mm-hmm. Very thorough. Very. But how this small group of people, they're the ones in charge. And then you're looking at, okay, these emails between the owner and other people that work there. And they're talking about these posts that their employees are posting that are anti-Trump, anti-conservative, anti-Republican. Yeah, orange man stuff. Yeah. yeah, orange man bad. Literally, it's that bad. Yeah, the Trump arrangement's that bad. So th- it doesn't seem like this would be uh, a fair company to be conducting this type of uh, election. Uh, I don't even know, Tori. Well, well, you know what, Millie? For me, the most troubling thing, taking a step back and looking at it, is that we have one man in Kentucky – who is getting money from a foreign entity. I mean, you would think maybe he paid them to do predictive election stuff, but instead they're paying him, right? 100% foreign owned. And he not only has access and runs and creates and, um, you know, maintains and installs and reinstalls computers for the whole state of the Commonwealth of Kentucky, but he also has the election machines. He's like the God. He can do whatever he wants. Because his systems have to talk to the other systems, and he owns both of them. So he could do whatever he wants. And apparently it's happening in North Dakota, from what uh, this person said. I already found out it's happening in California. The same people that own the election machines own the companies that run the county clerk offices and their computers. So who cares? They run everything. So nobody cares. If nobody turned up to vote, guarantee you they would still have tallies. Because they own it. They got this and they got well, this. Well, they, we know they keep the records. They keep the tallies. Uh, we we can even see some of the tallies in the Written. actual documents. Right. And what's odd, Tori, is when I'm looking at, okay, so we see the, the tallies where it shows, okay, this is how many printed out ballots or how many printed out absentee ballots. They were expecting 1,244,000 uh, ballots. Right. That's how many votes they were anticipating. They ended up getting, it turns out, one million four hundred fifty five thousand votes. And that's what was reported when the voting results came out, which we know that's actually way higher than what they were anticipating. That's the highest turnout since 1995. Okay, they were anticipating a 31 percent turnout and they got a 46, 42 percent turnout. Uh, So that's already a higher thing. But, Tori, when we're looking at um, 
at some of the documents here and we see this like this uh minus 16 or minus 14 replaced i mean what do you think that means when we're seeing yeah. that okay let's just do the simple math you guys i know you're just hearing numbers and trust me our heads are spinning because we've been looking at this because this is across what four or five documents that we've compiled in a pdf and they're all spread out so i just want you guys to understand let's just round it up to make it easy they were one one million four hundred fifty five people turned out to Kentucky to vote. That's what the secretary yes. of state, Ms. Grimes, who who her computer is controlled by the same guy that does the election machines. Let's just clear that up. And the governors yeah. and 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 she's already calling it for Bashir, right. despite the right. fact of that course. Blevin is contesting it, of course. And so they they calculated one million four hundred fifty five. They knew at the end of September that there would be only 1,244,000 people. In October, they won that case. So if you add another 175, you still That's get right. 1,410,000, right? So if you get 1,410,000 and then you have 1,455,000, that's over 40,000 people, right? Mm-hmm. That suddenly turned up out of where to vote. How is that not a discrepancy? It, it seems like a major discrepancy, and they're saying, oh, it's the record turnout. We we never expected that. Even the Secretary of State said she only expected a 31% turnout, and then they got a 42% turnout. Yeah, and where did this extra amount come out? Did they really turn out, or did they, like, file ballots on their behalf? Because, you know, I had, uh, you know, obviously because I write about, you know, conservative values, and I'm you know, on the radio, so people know me from radio, they're just like, oh, you just did that, you know, to corner them that they accidentally signed your husband up. I was like, no. When I saw it in 2016, I spent time, effort, worked with investigators, uh, you know, uh, got it notarized, sent it off, and I was removed. I was already removed. Like, I requested, take me off. Take him off. Yeah, and she and she's talking about how uh, she when she discovered that, her name was actually put as a registered voter in Kentucky as a registered Democrat. And her immigrant husband is a registered Democrat in Kentucky in this election in 2019, despite the fact that Tory hasn't lived there for over eight years. Neither has her husband. Yeah. Which- and the thing the thing is, I, you know how I came up with it? I was in North Dakota voting for the primary guys 2016. And I walk in there and I hadn't changed my driver's license from Oregon and I'm like, yo, I'm here to vote. Here's my passport. And she's like, that doesn't prove you're an American citizen. I'll tell you what, I flipped my top. I was like, who is this broad here? Supposedly overseeing our elections. It doesn't realize the passport is the ultimate proof of, you but know. Wait, I thought that the Democrats say we don't need to have a, a voter ID. Well, apparently in the state of North Dakota, all you need is a driver's license. Your military ID doesn't count. Neither does your passport. I kid you not. That is the way it is. So anyway, big fuss, big fight. She's like, the only person at that address that can vote is him. And I was like, my husband, he's a foreigner. Why is he on this list? And they don't even <laughs> register. But what they do, they, they do is if you get a driver's license, you're automatically allowed to vote. They don't even ask you the citizenship question. You're just allowed. Right. And, and wasn't that because they... They just automatically include them into mm-hmm. the voter rolls. But then the people who get driver's licenses who are underage, they can tick a box if you're not 18 and you don't automatically get put on the voter rolls. So why can't right. they just do that for the people who are immigrants that are ineligible to vote? Because then how are they going to fix election? Uh-huh. I mean, I confronted the secretary of state, Al Yeager in North Dakota face to face. 
I said, what are you going to do about this? Behind the scenes on your computer, when they put their social security number, it tells you if they're an American citizen. Why not have something stupid? If you're, if your DMV workers can't think, put pictures. If this turns red, you push this button. Means non-US citizen. That way when you export these lists, you exclude under 18, like you put it in, and exclude those that are non-US citizen. Do you know what he turned around and told me? Oh, that's a Title IV violation. Civil rights, that's racist. I was like, I didn't say put a yellow Jewish star on the front of your driver's license. <laughs> Just on the back end, on the computer side. Well, wait, like, isn't it discriminatory to remove somebody who's under 18? Isn't that like ageism or something? Right, I mean, so we start on that. I mean, that was ridiculous. And this is why he didn't get my vote. But he fixed it and got it anyway, even though no, no Republican nominated him. He's been in the office for like 20 years. But this is the repeat thing in all states. This is why you saw Minnesota roll out suddenly, right? You're going to have all the Somalis voting now. Refugee status, naturalized or not, these people are all going to be voting. And that's because that's the way they roll. You're on the voter roll. You can vote. No one's going to tell you anything. Uh, they're not going to ask you questions. I mean, I, at least I got the state of North Dakota in these past elections to force their, you know, People that are supposedly trained that don't know passports or valid ID um, to ask questions like, are you a U.S. citizen? So, you know, I take that very, very seriously. Having lived and visited every single continent except for Antarctica, that's on my bucket list, you know, nobody has a vote. That's the only thing that makes us incredible as 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 a nation, that our voice actually matters and that our voice can change things. But now through this whistleblower dump, we realize that they control everything. They control the government computers and the tally of the votes so they can fix it no matter how they want. They've just been, you know, making us think we're winning. Okay, and- okay. Here's a, here's another message here. Like I said, I've just been being contacted by people who say, who say they've been checking the Kentucky voter rolls only to find out they're on there when they're not supposed to be. It says, thank you for the link. Just checked, and I am still on the Kentucky voter roll, even though I moved out of Kentucky in 2017 and am now registered in Minnesota to vote. Uh, that's insane, right? Uh, the, the message goes on, but I won't go into the personal stuff. Yeah, no, I got a lot of people asking me for the link. I'm like, just go to Kentucky, uh, you know, just type in Kentucky voter to check if you're registered and you'll see it. I mean, I was shocked, Millie, because they had removed me. I checked in 2018 during the midterm. I put my name. I put his name. We were off the list. They put us right back on. I mean, what's the point of me going through that whole process if someone decides in the end that they want extra votes and they're just going to throw it on there? Oh, here's another one. I and my parents left Kentucky in 04. Hearing the promo for the Kentucky News, I looked and my dad and I are registered in Kentucky. I can't find if it shows if we voted. Yeah, Uh, I can't either. I I don't know. You have to ask them and they have to, like, investigate. Because that's the thing that I wanted to know. Because my husband was up for renewing his uh, alien residency card. It's every 10 years in 2018. And I did not want him because I, I work within these areas, right? So when it comes to immigration, you know, that stuff is not funny. You know, it's costly. And if you get stuck with something like, hey, why are you registered to vote as a Democrat? And it says that you're allowed. Have you voted? We're going to take a while to check up on that. Pay us a thousand dollars while you wait. 
Okay, you know. Tori, what can we get? I know we're kind of, we're going off here, right. but, uh, what can we get into more? What do you think we haven't covered that we still need to touch on here and give people some information about okay. regarding these documents? Okay. What we need people to do is make noise because the gatekeepers are not letting us speak with the governor. So unless they've gotten to him saying, you're going to blow this top for every single state, like this is how you get the whole swamp at once. We get them all like this. We get them all. After we were looking, I mean, we were really looking into all these documents. What came to mind for me was I wasn't anticipating this. I've always thought, okay, Democrats getting in there, rigging elections, using, you know, dead people voting, immigrants voting, all of this. But when we look at this and you realize that the level of masterminding and high, high intelligence that went into this scheme, you realize only people with like 150 above IQs are able to follow and like actually wrap their head around it. I'm not even fully able to wrap my head around it. You know, I, I, I'm, it's like I'm, I'm wrapping my head, but not even fully. I mean, this is some really intricate scheming, double booking, laundering, uh, fraud that's going on here. So it makes me think, okay, so are, are we, are we seeing that this is some kind of like deep state type thing? Like, are, that's are exactly it, what we're seeing. Are, that's is, what I see. That's exactly what I will. Who else would control all the government servers in the state of Kentucky and the ballot machines at once? I mean, it makes no sense. And when, you know, when you look to see who runs the computers of the state of Kentucky, let me pull up the company name. I have no problem saying it because it should be public anyway, because they advertise they do it. Right. Let me pull it up because it's 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 I just saw it and it's not being my friend coming up because I have so much stuff. Okay. So it's at 2011 Cobo Drive. It's called Software Management LLC, you guys. It's in Louisville, Kentucky. And that company prides itself on 20 years installing, being a one-stop shop for every single computer in the state of Kentucky. Okay? So that company, where it's located, is also located another company, which is called SMI Acquisition. LLC, which is registered to the same owner of Harp Enterprises. SMI LLC, um, Acquisition LLC, you'll probably find it in the state of California, Illinois, um, everywhere. But its registered um, representative is in Virginia at 800 Sun Plaza. Well, I, I, look, Tori, I wouldn't be putting pe- the addresses necessarily. Oh, yeah, I don't no, even I think that's necessary. It's public information. No, okay. it's public information. I'm not giving them something that's secret. You can okay. Google SMI Acquisition LLC. It'll take you to a P.O. Box in Roanoke, Virginia, and you'll find companies from around the nation being registered at the same place. So that is the company, the owner of the election ballot claims he has, but the physical address of that company is literally Software Management LLC. They're all shell companies. So he, this is the most elaborate. Okay, so I see it, it's imperative because the companies are both re, both registered out of the same address. Exactly. So one is a shell and one is named. So what I'm saying is that they've leveled the playing field for us. We have nothing. 
We have nothing. We are, we have no weapons against them. They own the government machines that take the votes and they own the government machine. Well, not the private machines that create the votes. And then when they're going to tell you a recount, they're going to give it back to the corrupt guy who did your voting tallying in the first place, who then is going to send it to the government. That's still his company. See, but the, the tricky thing is, is, um, people would think, okay, well, then why aren't they just stealing every single election? Then that's blatant. Why aren't they stealing every single election? That's what somebody might think. But the problem is, is then it would be too obvious. Then Mm -hmm. you'd have people rise up against them. I think that they might just be strategically taking certain seats and picking who wins in those certain seats that are strategic. And it has to be a close enough race. It has to be a little bit of a close thing. I mean, you couldn't just have like all of a sudden where you see more people voting and they've had that before with election fraud and had to investigate where there's more people voting than there are registered voters in a area. You know, right. that's happened before. So uh, this is why this has happened. It's when they do that, they get here. caught. Millie, there's a lot here though. Like you said, we have yes. more voters regi- voting, right, than what are registered. Yep. We have a company that has a conflict of interest with the United States because they're getting paid by a company that worked for Skittle, S-C-Y-T-L, that's been involved in a lot of election fraud globally, right? And that software company, instead of him paying them for, like, borrowing their software or whatever, they're paying him. Why is a foreign entity paying him? And not like, hey, here's a check, dude. It's like, hey, on the first, I'm going to give you this much. Second, I'm going to give you this much. And, you know, second week of the month, third of the week of the month, I'm going to give you the same identical amount from months over on end. You know, like this is so that's one. And then the guy that has the voting machines that has that foreign interest also owns all the machines that your county clerks have. Like, how is that not a conflict of interest in itself? I mean, How do you let that happen? And remember, these guys were involved in the Al Gore Bush stuff, too. And then they went quiet. You know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. I think it's ridiculous that any one company has all this power. uh, Because then it's like, okay, so all you have to do is try to, you know, get that one company to do some favors. And whoever this whistleblower is, I commend them for coming Mm -hmm. forward and trying to get this information out there because they were very thorough and I'm sure they're putting themselves at risk doing so. Um, Imagine they sent it to you. That means no one in the state of Kentucky was able to take this and run. I mean, I could tell you I have journalist friends that are in Kentucky because I went to college there. None of them even responded to my message. You know, it makes me think that they must not have trusted the authorities in Kentucky enough to give it to them. You know, why give it to me instead of giving it to, you know, the police in Kentucky or, you know, the representatives in Kentucky? Well, they must not have trusted them. They must know something to want to give it to me instead. Yeah. And like I said, I think it's because it's going to blow the top nationally. This isn't just a scheme like just for Kentucky. There was this was a dry run. They probably piloted that new, you know, software you know, let's give it a test. You know, we saw it with Virginia. They just had elections. And it's really funny that the company, anyway, let's not get into that. Yeah. What we need to focus on is the facts. The facts are they committed, we see fraud with the checks. There we are see, major discrepancies right. here, we especially see, yeah. in the data logs, in the voting machines. There's there's something there that needs to be looked at and investigated. Right. Wouldn't you exactly. say, Tori? 
yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we have the ballot machines that are being tampered with. We have uh, programs being run and running scripts in the middle of the elections, changing the outcome. So that's one facet. The other facet is, is that we have biased people doing it. If you want to go that route, right? There is. And then we have all these mysterious last minute ballots being mailed out a couple days before the elections. Then we have, because this Checks, is how many things wire we are transfers, right? The wire transfers mm-hmm. coming in from this foreign company. Then we have so foreign interference, weird, right? The foreign interference. We also have the um, invoices for like a penny. I mean, it could just be balancing the books, but I mean, do you really sell stuff like that for a penny? And then we have, Judge executives that are supposed to be overseeing the elections on the payroll of the private company that has the election ballots, like, you know, all these things. And then we have so much more, like 75,000 overpayment by a bank that's been involved in scandals everywhere across the nation from Stormy Daniels to Congressman Comer that told the, you know, told the governor, bend the knee if you don't bring it up. That's because. He's got history with that bank and so do others. So there is so much here. And who do you give it to, Millie? Who do we trust? Well, look, we already said we're going to be giving it to our representatives. We're going to be giving it to the Senate. We're going to be giving it to the White House. We're going to be giving it to all of the representatives who have the authority to be able to have this information. And some of it that we know would be legal to get out there to the public we will get out to the public but some of it we cannot we cannot release certain things like people's personal bank account numbers and things like like there's stuff like the actual passwords to the voter machines the data logs all of that the serial numbers of the machines like this person was very thorough okay yeah we We can't get all that information out to the public but what we can give to the public we will and we will be handing everything off to all of your representatives, our representatives, and this is where your role comes in. You guys out there, the listeners, you the Americans who are concerned, who want free and fair elections, you guys need to get on the horn and contact your representatives. You need to start demanding investigations. You you demand that we have fair, free, open, transparent elections uh, because this is not okay. This is not okay by any means that this company is engaging in this level of conduct and is the one that's conducting the the elections. This is ridiculous, Tori. No, I agree. And you know what, guys? You know, the mainstream media is fake. They don't give us the news. I mean, they buried Epstein. Imagine oh, yeah, the mainstream other- media is not right. going to touch this. They yeah, won't. No. Pedophiles, murders, how many other stuff did they cover up? It's up to you. Please share this video. Please share this video. Share this content. Right. It's up to you guys to do your homework on SMI acquisition, on, you know, um, on, uh, the Harp Enterprises, on the owners of it. Um, it's your job to look at City National Bank and look at your state. If you're not from the state of Kentucky, look at your state and look at where SMI acquisition is. Look at what they're doing. Find out who your city or county clerk is contracted to serve as their computers. Who got that, you know, federal contract? I mean, how can we trust them? You know what I was thinking when we saw that, Millie? I thought you remember CrowdStrike that didn't have a federal government contract, but supposedly found Russian spying. Right. And then no server. Well, CrowdStrike was never an FBI registered company, but the state of New York just gave them 
a contract like a couple months ago, even with all that history, right? And even being Ukrainian to create storage sites for the court sites in New York. So people, we have to be really careful what these people are allowed to do because the only thing that makes us different, we may think it's the Second Amendment, we may think it's the First Amendment, but none of that matters if you don't have a vote because they'll just take it away. You know, I'm also going to, I'm also going to call on, uh, Matt Bevin, the governor of Kentucky. I'm going to say, you know, Matt, please contact us because if you're really serious about challenging the election results, you want to have this information and we have it and we can get it to you. I'm pretty sure because you're a governor, you have, you know, we can hand this over to him legally. Mm -hmm. So we have it, Matt. Please contact us. Wait till he sees the notes where they're saying not to, what was it? The most, all paper ballots cannot be scanned during early voting due to dead voter act. What does that tell you? That tells you everything you need to know. These are their Mm -hmm. notes, guys. This is election fraud. Kentucky was a dry run in 2020. They're coming from, for everything. We need to blow this out. We need to blow the lid off of this now before they steal the 2020 elections. We need these companies that are running our elections to be thrown out of there. We don't want them conducting our elections anymore if this is their level of conduct. Yeah, especially when you have losers. Yeah, but look at the losers they have running on the Democrat ticket. You got Kamala Harris, who used to be Indian and now she's black. You have Cory Booker. Forget him. He's gone. Beto's gone. You know, they're they're dropping out like flies. Who do you have? Tulsi Gabbard doesn't know if she's conservative or lefty, doesn't know anything. Fakeahontas. Like, who do we quid pro Joe who looks like he has dementia? He doesn't even remember what state he's in. They don't even have anyone worth, you know, you know, putting up there. And so what they're going to do is they're going to steal it. Because even though you think we have the First Amendment and the Second Amendment, that means nothing. If you don't have the right to vote, they'll just take those amendments away faster than you can blink. I think these small elections are just practice runs. They're dry runs to see Mm -hmm. what they need to do to steal the entire country in 2020. Right. And governorship, very important in a commonwealth. Why? Different rules in Pennsylvania and Kentucky. I'm going to leave it right there because people need to pay attention to the powers of a governor in a commonwealth in comparison to that of anything else. Because that's very specific. It's just like us. President Trump was focused on getting the Senate. Because with the Senate, you confirm judges. With the House, you don't. So that was important. And this one is, if you have the governor in a Commonwealth state, you could do a lot. So people need to get this message out as much as you can. We will get this email out to every senator and congressman that we have an email for and the White House. And uh, Okay, so one more thing. I do have my phone pulled up right here, and I'm able to see the chats. Um, you know, I think maybe, Tori, we might want to take some questions. Yeah, sure. So if there's great. any questions you guys have, you know, keep them legitimate. We want to prioritize good questions that pertain to uh, what we're talking about the subject with this election meddling. So if you guys have any questions, okay. Well, I, I want to say I've been talking about this election meddling since I've had my radio show on Red State Talk Radio since then. So I've been talking about it for a very, very long time, talking about the problems that we have with the DMV. So... It's not something new. So someone says Harp Enterprises, like a question mark. Um, I live in Pennsylvania and we're working for the paper ballot. Mm. Look at all of these. Okay, I just can't believe how much YouTube is censoring and moderating the comments in the chat. 
Like, I'm getting all this, like, show or hide, show or hide. Okay, now it's just going crazy right now. Yeah, why we, is the polling, why are the polling booths not paper? Email, what is the email going to do? People well, because are, they want to save the planet, right? That's why they're not paper. Oh, someone's like, when will we see the documents? Okay, I've tweeted some of them out, and, um, Haley, um, Haley Kennington on Loomer.com will be writing an article, and I will be carefully ensuring that we don't release any private information so you guys can get your hand on it, okay? So she put out, like, the walkthrough of what I did because people were like, oh, how'd she know? This is a plant, you know, that she checked for her husband. So we put the walkthrough on there because I've been talking about this. You know, my listeners that have been with me for so long at Red State have heard of me saying this. Now, um, and this is yeah. a good idea, Tori. Somebody asked, can you provide a list of names and companies to investigate? I yes. think that's a great idea. We okay. should do that. So, well, I could just tell you guys, it's Harp Enterprises. It was um, SMI, that Sierra Mike India Acquisitions. And then, um, gosh darn it, let me pull up the other company, which is, what was it, something software? There software was one Enterprises. that was called Heart, too, Harp. not just Harp. Hearts, yeah. The the. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up, you guys. I'll pull it up. We I have them all here. And then somebody wants to know how do you see if you're registered in other states? There's actually a link that that we have that we can send out for you guys. Uh, I tweeted the link out actually on my Twitter, Millie underscore Weaver on Twitter. So if you guys have Twitter, I tweeted the link to the actual website where you can check to see if you're still registered in Kentucky, even though you know you're not or whatever. I'm, I'm trying to plow through these documents. Oh yeah. And then another name is Garrett Goober. Actually, I'll tweet out his envelope showing that he lives in Kentucky, but sent it out from Evansville, Indiana. Super weird on payroll of heart. I'm trying to pull up their software thing, Millie, right now. But guys, when I tell you like one document is like 108 pages. So I have to like scroll through and everything is not in order. Um, so Tori, people are asking, you know, how do we prove that people living there didn't vote. Okay, so I asked the same question, and the attorney general, Andy Bashir's office, was the one that gave me the clean bill of health without answering the question. So they can look if you voted in these elections, but I think there's like a time limit of how far back they can go um, in regards to seeing if you voted. But they will have to tell you by um, doing an investigation. Yeah, where, okay, so like I said, there's a link on my Twitter account. Um, for every state, if you guys go to your secretary of state, they all have like links, um, on there to check if you're registered. You so just somebody put- says, Tori, somebody says the Kentucky governor will be able to set up the 2021 congressional redistricting. I don't know. Yeah, so they can make and break districts, create larger ones, smaller ones, make more. Um, didn't they do that in Pennsylvania though? I'm not sure. I think they, if anybody out there remembers, cause I'm not like a big Commonwealth fan. That's why when I lived in Kentucky, I was cringing cause it's a Commonwealth. It's like, I feel like it's like the closest thing. No offense to the Commonwealth, a little bit socialistic. So somebody <laughs> asked, can we get a website of a list of fake voters? See, the problem is, is they're not necessarily using fake voters. What they'll do is they'll use dead people. And, and re-put them back on the, the rolls. They'll use immigrants who just simply wanted to get a driver's license, like Tori's husband, who's a legal immigrant. He just wanted to get a driver's license, and then somehow 
somebody registered him as a Democrat and registered her as a Democrat, and they're not Democrats. Okay. Okay. I got the companies. I'm like opening it up now. Um, let's see. Oh wow, that was the link. Sorry. So the whistleblower actually took down the links. Give me a second. Okay, so we have the companies here. So we have SMI Acquisition, Harp Enterprises Inc., R. Baird Properties LLC, Stanza Skis Family, that's S-T-A-N-Z-A Skis, S-K-E-E-S Family, and Nicholas County Development Corporation. See, I didn't even look into that. So, so they're legit talking about working with the government, yet they're the owners of these. And um, uh, his brother. Oh, so somebody yeah. somebody asked, is Fitton with Judicial Watch on this? Okay, so that the was lady Sterling Greer. Said, Thank you, Sterling, for the two dollar donation. Okay, so yes, um, the Secretary of State actually told me that. Um, they that Tom Fitton has been involved in Judicial Watch actually has contacted them with all of these things. But the thing is, what we found is that <clears throat> the same person owns everything, the government computers and the election computers. So no matter what you look to, like, count votes or anything, you're not going to win. It's like, you know, if it's their turf, how are you going to fix it? It's not like they're just going to give you the keys. We need someone that's an, a third party. And how do you do that even when the companies are the same, Millie. Like, how do we fix this? We have to, like, remove the power. That's the thing. So, yeah, Judicial Watch is on it, too. I think they're taking... People are also asking, Tori, for your Twitter handle again. Yeah, it's at Tori Says. That's T-O-R-E underscore Says. Um, Some people are asking, has Project Veritas been shown this? I don't know. You know I don't... I hope not. Because, you know, James O'Keefe got in a lot of trouble last time he meddled with the election stuff. Remember? Yeah, I do remember that. That person that double voted. And in the end, the attorney general came after him saying, how did you find out? Are you the criminal that found out? How did you get access to voting stuff? Oh, my God, Millie. You think they might lock us up because we have access to voting stuff, even though it was dropped in our lap? That's going to be insane. Okay, someone keeps asking over and over again, Millie, please, when will we see the document? Well, the problem is, is that some of the documents, uh, we've got hundreds, okay? Yeah. You could see some, like Tori tweeted a couple images up on Twitter. But the problem is, is right now we've been trying to figure out what we can and can't put out to the public because there is stuff on here that if we were to put it out, we could get in trouble with the law. We could end up being, you know, being in the same position that like Julian Assange or any of these other people were. Um, So we have to be careful what we can and can't release. And that is why we've been saying we are just going to release it to every single representative, like senator and congressmen and women and And the White House, House because they have like special uh, clearances and privileges where they're allowed to see certain things. Um, That's what we're going to do. So, yeah. And um, we just have to like um, understand that. The stuff that we have, we're going to send it to every single senator and congressman. So all of you, hey, in the intelligence community, and Adam Schiff probably watching because we're blowing his plan up for California. Some people are saying, I missed some of this. They want a little recap. Okay, what we've basically been talking about is a whistleblower came and on my website, millennialmillie.com, 
they sent me some links and this is just how they do it where, you know, they send you links and inside are a bunch of documents. And I was like, okay, Tori, I've been given some links, but I'm not going to open them on my computer because I don't want to get a virus. I don't know if this is a virus. So I sent them to her because she's a computer techie. She's a guru. She knows a lot of stuff. She made sure everything's clean or cleaned them up herself. And then she sent them back to me in, in PDF format. And so together we both opened them and we read them and we're like, what in the oh. world are we looking at? And we tried to sit there and figure out what we were looking at. And then when we came to the realization of what we were looking at, after we reviewed hundreds of documents, we were just shocked to find out that, yes, this is all legitimate documentation. It appears that somebody that might be working inside the company that does the elections in Kentucky, or I guess they do it in multiple states, or government. but it's HARP Enterprises, um, inside this company, we've just got tons of internal documents. The company that that ran all the voting electronic voting machines in the Kentucky election. So we've been going through all this. We've got checks. We've got wire transfers. We've got just the act inside the actual voting machines, like the data, the audit logs, the the voter machines, pin numbers, passwords, serial numbers. Like they took photos of everything and sent to, sent it to us. It, they took pictures of of the people who were the representatives, the names of the people that were monitoring all these election machines. I mean, they've they've just sent us so much information. We've been digging and looking into things and trying to, you know, wrap our heads around what we're looking at. And, and Tori, give them a recap of what all you think uh, is the important part. The important part is with all this information. Okay, you guys. Important part. We have machines that are in different versions that are possibly duplicate machines is one theory. So the machines are a problem. We're going to talk tech, right? Machines are a problem. Second tech thing, when they were updating and sending the information to the county clerk to update the television, they were running a script. What we see is a script that's being run every one to three minutes in between as they're compiling this information. Because what they're using is a thing of fusion where they take data from here. It's that fractional voting stuff, guys. The same stuff that happened with Al Gore and Bush. Same thing. Now, <clears throat> moving along, aside from fixing the votes with fractional voting and scripting it so it looks the way they want it, we also have the owner of the company, the main owner of the company, uh, of Harp Enterprises. He actually gets money from a foreign entity, um, and also owns the computers, installs, updates of the county clerk. So he has both. He has the government side access and the ballot side access. He's getting money from somewhere. We have checks and wire transfers that are pretty insane. And like it's $75,000 checks. Right. right. $75,000 on accident, the, ba- the bank overpaying you. And why would you write a check to the bank? It's just weird. And here's the thing. Oh, my gosh. I just thought of this. Guys, this is how we think. (laughs) He wrote that check on the first of the month. He got the first deposit on the fourth of the month. And on the fifth of the month, he got the second identical deposit. And then he wrote the check to the bank on the fifth of the month, even though it was written on the first of the month. Oh, my gosh. The bank is, like, totally in on this. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I just had that train of thought, you guys. This city, National Bank, is involved with every every scandal we've seen from Tory Spelling crying to hide their wages from 90210 
Reboot to Stormy Daniels to uh, the RNC guy out in California, because this isn't about Republican, OK, and Democrat. This is about the fact that we don't have a vote. They have just been conning us all this time until they were ready to strike. And if any time is now, they need it. They have no candidate that's viable. Quid pro Joe has dementia, doesn't know what state he's in. Fake Ahanis, come on. She's totally not likable. I don't care how many <laughs> she cracked. She's totally not. Yeah, Kamala they know Harris. they're not going to win. There's no way they're going to win. Right. That's why they're going to try to cheat it. Right. Now, Tori, Kamala- people are asking if uh, we can include links to any information we decide to put up. So when Tori posts some articles, if we post some articles on InfoWars or if I post them on my website, wherever we post content, InfoWars, um, what we'll do is uh, we'll put some links in the description below on this video. So if yeah, you guys are wanting to find you, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll include some links. It'll probably be tomorrow when we do that. But you can also go to Tori's website. Tori, tell me your website. Um, so I'm either on torysays.com or loomer.com. Um, so on loomer, uh, we'll be having an article run tomorrow at some point. Um, I'm thinking we should do an article on the foreign interference and oh, just yeah. name the company and show the transaction without showing the bank account. Uh, but we can say that it's in the joint private account of the owner and his wife. Who, by the way, they had some drama on one of the emails, guys. Like, this is how much stuff we got. So somebody asked, uh, do you think they did this to other elections, other states? How many? Yes, For we sure. know they did because yeah. we actually can see they also sent uh, election materials from other states. Correct. Tennessee and Indiana. Yes. So we have some stuff from there. And like I said, but what we about already, Virginia? Didn't we have wasn't something, something in Virginia? Well, no, Virginia is where all these shell companies that every state has uh, that are linked to. They're That's linked right. to, to Virginia and they're in this, there's this weird road, 520 Baird's Road that's in the middle of nowhere. There's like church buses there that supposedly these companies are, are housed at in a church bus company. Um, so it's a shell company. It reminds me of the Amy Klobuchar thing that I've been working on where, you know, she has Navy contractors working out of a closet. Um, so Guys, we're going to be putting out there, but what we need is for a lot of people, um, you know, to um, speak up because we're the news now. You can't rely on the media. You can't rely on anyone. Obviously, we rely on people to have a little bit bigger platforms like Alex does and other people to speak for us. But it's your job. That's why we're coming to you. We're telling you, like, this is legit exactly. stuff that got, we have 20 million times more than what James O'Keefe had and the AG came after him. Like, can you fathom that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and serious- we're like, oh my gosh, okay, so we have this huge dump. How do we get this information out? We need to make sure we're careful because we don't want to be taken out like WikiLeaks was. Uh, because that's probably, we were thinking about why did this information come to me? Well, if you think about it, like, they can't come to WikiLeaks anymore. I mean, a lot of the other people out there who are putting information have gotten trouble or they're being chased down. So, I mean, I don't know they're why they are down on everyone. It doesn't matter. No matter who you are, they're going to come after you. They always do. They want to throw every single person in jail. They want to call you a fraud. They want to call you a criminal because you're coming out with the information. That's the way it is. And that's why we're bringing it to you guys because we need help. I can actually put a list of names. You know what I'm going to do? I will put out a list of name, you guys. Yeah, on people my are asking for the owner's name. Right, okay, so it's government. Roger, yeah, it's Roger Baird, guys, R-O-G-E-R, Baird, B-A-I-R-D. 
And this guy has like really fat bank accounts and it's very good that he Somebody keeps asked them. what state owns the voting machines. None of the states do. None it's owned the, by a private company. Right. It's owned by a private company that happens to own the computers of the state too. Yes. Are you guys getting that? Are you getting that? That's the thing. It was like, uh, it was, it was so bizarre. This is I'm, great. I love people asking questions because it helps us to clarify yeah. to make sure everyone's understanding. There's no freeing Jen Flynn. He's walking. I saw that. I just wanted to say it and I called it like a year ago. <laughs> They're going to drop everything. Rand Paul is the only one I would trust. Like now that we're picking like senators and Congress people and just by the way, for anyone listening, it's going to be sent to your scheduler because that's the only email we have access to is your scheduling email. So we're going to send it to there. So I hope your scheduler has clearance or else tell them not to open the PDFs. Someone's all, I don't want to hear this. Don't take me down with you. you I don't think you guys are going to get in any trouble for listening, by the way. That's oh, someone silly. said George Soros is behind it. Let me tell you something about that. We saw something super weird. We read an institute on one of their notes. Um, and what was that other place, Millie, that they had written down that checked that their elections are good? So that's part of Democracy Alliance. So that's incredible. China owns Dems. Well, this one is not Chinese. It's okay, actually- someone's like, so you guys are mad a Dem lost? No. no. Uh, actually, here's the, here's the thing. This should concern everyone. It shouldn't be like a one-sided issue, Democrat, Republican. This should concern everyone because it could even boil down to, like, let's say a rhino being fixed in to win over a America-loving Republican conservative. I mean, do we really want private companies that are engaging in corruption, possibly, to be in charge of our elections or do we want open, fair and free elections? That's what it really boils down to. Yeah, because we're shareholders in this company we call America. And no matter, listen, let's pretend, Millie, I'm telling you like straight, I would be foaming at the mouth just like I did with Obama, right? But Mm -hmm. if they get elected, if someone gets elected that I don't like, like, you know, Kamala Harris, for example, which is no way. I mean, she doesn't even know if she's Indian or black. She keeps flipping. So let's pretend that she got elected. I would be like, look, if the people voted for her, you know, I guess, you know, that's the way it is. And I'll just wait to go to the ballot box and make my voice heard more when someone more capable is. Like you said, it's not about the Dems losing or the Republicans, because if all those Republicans won, you better bet your life on it that one of those is a complete rhino, at least. Yeah, because they were propped in there and left in there and had their Democrat opponent lose. So what we need is fair elections regardless. And we saw that we overcame the corruption and the stealing of votes with Trump because so many of us came out. So someone said, do you think this exposure will change the election outcome in 2020? Um, Possible. I mean, it could possibly prevent election rigging if this gets enough exposure. Well, if people understand that the companies that own the computer systems of the county clerks are also owned by the election, you know, the electoral ballot companies, then, you know, why would you have both of them own the same thing when one of them is supposed to be transmitting information to the other? You're just asking to, to have corrupt elections, you guys. Like, that's the point. Like, what what example could we give to to make that Idea simple. Okay, so it's someone like, keeps asking what foreign government is allegedly paying Roger Baird. 
Okay, so um, Norwegian-owned Swiss, and they're part of the German conglomerate in UK. So they're part of a parent company from the UK. They're 100% Norwegian. They're based in Switzerland. And the the key here is that the software company basically does uh, vote outcome software. Mm. It does um, predictive software. So yeah. what it does is, is if you want this outcome to come, you put in the variables you have, like how many voters, what your polls say, your real polls, not your CNN polls. And then it tells you what you need to do to modify it to get to that. And what you can do is you can run a script that mimics it so you can move uh, the ballots to go the way you want them to in order to have that up. You know, the result that you want. That's basically what it does. Yeah. So um, someone's asking, when will we send out the the documents to Congress? Tonight. Uh, tonight. We're doing yeah. that tonight. And tonight, it's not yeah. just Congress. It's going to be the Senate and the White House. Yes. And we're going to be sending it as we can. See, I was thinking of faxing it from like Halifax, but then I thought that would be insane. Like sending, what if A some of them are dinosaurs? Of right. But what if some of them are dinosaurs and they have like real fax machines? They'd be out of paper after like five seconds. So I'm going to try to send it to emails because all of these clowns don't want their constituents communicating. They put email forms. They're screening their own constituents. Just so you know, they screen their own constituents. So not all of them have emails. Um, some of them have scheduler emails that I have. I have emails for the White House. I'm sure you do too. A lot of uh, other places that we can send. Um, I mean, I'm going to send them to the people that I know are bipartisan and i know it's hard to say that because people are like what do you mean jim jordan is bipartisan someone yeah, he said is. do you think trump is aware of this um if he's not he wasn't he definitely is now well i think that trump is aware that they have voter fraud i mean he was saying he was going to contest the last last election anyway because we've seen in the past weird anomalous things like more votes than registered voters in areas. We've seen illegal immigrants voting. Voter fraud has been caught before. Okay, so I think he's probably seen that, yeah, the Democrats, you know, they've been doing some shady things, and you want to make sure that everything's above board. So I think that he knows that, but I don't know if anyone really knows the full scope of how how exactly they go about voter fraud, how exactly they're doing it. But right. this whistleblower just dumped us, you know, hundreds of documents that very detailed pieces together how, exactly how they're doing it. Yeah, so, we spoke with Bev Harris, too. Someone mentioned her in the chat because I pulled it up on my phone and they mentioned her. She, you know, she saw the irregularities, too. And you spoke with her more because I was in, so rudely interrupted by the. <laughs> no, I wasn't. But it was the detective that was asking me questions. He seemed really nonchalant, you guys. I'm just going to tell you. He was like, yeah, okay. And I was like, dude, if this is your cell phone, let me send you some screenshots. You're a policeman. It's not like he's going to tell me no. Oh, yeah, that's like, the silliest yeah. thing. Tori, yeah. Tori contacts the police. She's like, you know, hey, we got this evidence of voter fraud. There's all this election fraud and the voter machines. And she's, she's giving them all the details, laying it out. And then the police officer just kind of, the only thing he walks away with is some kind of voter fraud thing. And then he starts questioning her. So wait a second. Did you steal a election voter machine? <laughs> yep, <laughs> did I did. Start- and I ran <laughs> so all the way to <laughs> North like, Dakota in the snow. They think that she like ran off 
they think she was reporting a crime on herself for stealing a voter machine. That's right. ridiculous. And that, that's, that's what I'm getting at here. Yeah. In order to care. really understand this, the, your average police officer is just going to be like, wait, huh, what? What am I supposed to be looking at here? You know? Yeah. So that's why we're well, sending it to the representatives. Yeah, well, I was just trying to kind of I, – I was like, look, dude, don't don't entertain me with trying to figure out if I did the crime or what I have to do. I'm a journalist. I got it, period. Now, just tell the governor not to bend the knee, and, <laughs> and we'll get it to him at some point. That's where we ended the call. He was like, I might have to call you later, and it was like, whatever. Um so the, I wanted to get the message out so he knows. But I wanted to say, Millie, the more we looked at it, the more I expressed to you that I think that this is this whistleblower isn't a, um, an employee of heart, but actually government. And, actually and here's the thing, so. just in case anyone thinks like anyone listening out there or even if you happen to be one of these criminal people out there that work at these organizations, OK, that might be doing voter fraud. If any of you guys think that you're going to get rid of this problem by getting rid of Tory or I, uh, that won't do it because there's other journalists out there, one in particular I know of, that has copies as well. So good luck with that. And lawyers. Exactly. And lawyers. We so, gave it to lawyers. Yeah. I gave it to, to a lawyer. So what people need to, to know is if you're looking because you're one of those election executives or if you work as a county clerk, shame on you. Shame on you for not valuing the value of our vote and for going off on Trump derangement because that is the only thing that represents America. It's not your First Amendment because without your vote, you have no First Amendment. Because without your vote, you don't have a Second Amendment. That's how important it is. Like in this day and age, we need to realize down, like dumb it down to the core. Your vote is the most important. And, and that's the way it has to be. And, you know, we can't even trust the FBI. I wouldn't send it to the FBI. They'd probably like put it in a corner. Didn't Mueller get documentation on the finders raping children and putting them through underground? He shelled that, didn't he? Okay, and Tori, some, somebody asks, okay, if this was rigged, why do they want him to be governor? And I'm guessing by him they mean Bashir. Um, so um, Bashir, he's a sneaky one, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> he's a oh, Democrat. He, well, that's why. Yeah. I just want to tell people, whenever you see a state that has an attorney general that runs for governor, he's going for power. Oh, yeah. Because that is exactly what they do. That is how you see that they want to maintain their swamp good old boy click in every single state. You will see a repetition. That's the way it happens. The FBI cannot be on it. They're so corrupt. CIA, hopefully President Trump will gut that. Like, man, I'm so tired of these like seasoned pay for play politicians, you know, right? Because we are the ones that have to say what to do. You know what I'm saying? Our vote speaks for itself, you guys. And these people are just not doing their job. They're rigging our elections for so many years. This company was established in 2001, which means that since 2001, right after 9-11, none of your elections are down to your vote. Okay, so someone's someone's saying, okay, you're whining. This is a a hater saying, Millie, you're whining. Kentucky election sounds like the lefties in the last presidential election. I would say no, it doesn't, because honestly, this really, okay, look, this really has nothing to do with Democrat, Republican. If, in fact, a private company is engaging in some kind of illegal activity and voter fraud, then we want to investigate that. 
You know, if a whistleblower is coming forward with all these documents, bank transfers, checks, all this stuff, they could be rigging elections for rhino Republicans. They could be rigging elections for criminal Democrats. And we don't want that. We don't want that at all. A Democrat Republican doesn't matter at the end of the day. We don't want criminals in office. And we don't want people cheating and undermining the American people's vote. Right, so, regardless of what that is, even if it's Democrat Because we don't know. What if what if this information – we thought about this. Tori and I thought about this on the phone. We're like, okay, so what if this information goes out there and they redo the election and they actually found out that more Democrat seats were won than Republican – then, then the Republicans, like, what if some actual Republican seats are given up because it was actually Democrats that won? And you know what? So be it, because that's the American people's will. We Thank can't you. have these corporations rigging our elections. You know, I Don't highly doubt that's the case, but, you know, even if it is, so be it. We need to have fair, true, honest elections in this country because that's that's what our country's about. That's what the Constitution's about. I, I wholeheartedly agree. That's the thing. And you know what scares me the most is that if we give it to the wrong people, you guys, bleach bit hammers, I'm just saying, okay, that's a joke, but they will try to justify everything. But now I feel comfortable giving it to the senators and congresspersons because we put it out there to all these people watching that will watch, that talk about it, that tweet about it, that it's not about the machine being rigged only. It's not about them running scripts. It's deeper than that. It's the fact that they own both the machines of the county that takes the votes and the machine that makes the votes. That means they own everything. You have no say. If the person that runs the election votes says that Millie will be president, it will be so. And that is what's going to be recorded by the county recorder. And if the county recorder, for some reason, has some other results, he has access to that to change it. That's the problem that we see. And, you know, and this is this is the concern. Oh, oh, another interesting thing is that uh, Bev Harris, she was the one who broke a lot of the fractional uh, voting scandals that we've all heard about. Uh, Bev Harris actually tweeted yesterday that uh, this company, Harp Enterprises, that she actually requested the uh what was it? She requested the uh, voting records, mm-hmm. um, the voting results, and they were not going to give it to her. Yeah, because they can do that because they're a private company. This is why they do that. And then when you go to the county, guys, there's stories that I heard in the past from people. I kid you not that, oh, I went to court and they like removed a document from my file. And I'm like, Shh, that can't happen. There's paper trail. Guys, if a private company owns it, and they create the code for it, there's going to be no paper trail. I can assure you, my computer, you won't even find paper trail that I ever had these documents on there because I own this computer and I clean it. I run the code on it. I store it. I mean, this is what's incredible, you guys, that these people own everything from the making okay, of the Okay, okay, l- listen account- to this tweet from Bev Harris. She says, Kentucky, almost every single voting machine in Kentucky was programmed by one guy named Ryan, an employee of private contractor Harp Enterprises. Yeah, we have his card, remember? That's the guy that was in every single every single polling station. We have his card, and it was and, so and, bizarre. Exactly, and Bev says, once I submitted a public records request for the audit logs to a Kentucky County elections office, Quote, we have to call Harp, they said. 
then got back to me. Harp said no. Public records. Wonder what's in those audit logs Harp doesn't want you to see. That they own both the things.、Probably. And you have a right to see them too. Yeah, you do. It's your right. It's an open records request. Um, you know, from each state is different. But you know, guys, I want you to know that they have training ballots. You know, where they teach them how to work things, and they literally have like it literally says, and I'm going to read this off from their manual. Okay, find the candidate who needs the manual vote adjustment in the adjustment column on the far left. Enter the amount of votes. Plus or minus that need to be added or subtracted to the total. In case of a machine failure, you may have to adjust every single candidate. Like this is part of their manual thing. I mean, I have that's insane.、Notes. Like, how are they allowed to adjust the votes <laughs> manually? Give me a break. I mean, it's insane. And guys, I'm laughing because I don't know what to do with this. Like, how is this even <laughs> happening? I mean, seriously. I mean, we we have. A joke for a Democrat party. Like, there's no competition. That party's done. It's done. Like, even if you wanted to like some of them, you can't. You, it's like it's like trying to eat pickles when you don't like them, you know, or putting your nails on a chalkboard. You know, this is the same thing. This feels like insanity, complete insanity. It's like, how is this even happening? When did we decide? You know, we, we really need to just go back to paper ballots with signatures and IDs. We need IDs, voter IDs. Yeah, they'll probably find a way to do that. But see, technology is supposed to make things easy. But sometimes we don't need to reinvent the wheel, do we? Why are we reinventing the wheel on voting? When you know, we even guys, this is important that they know. They not only fix your state elections, but they fix the union elections. That was bizarre. They had already tallied up the votes <laughs> for a union for a vote that's gonna be held on the 13th of November. So. You know, you don't have a. We're not free. Like I'm realizing it, and now you know, sitting back, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, President Trump just says stuff, right? But you have to think about it. He said this is a tipping point. This is to save America, guys. This is it. We're the news now. We're the ones that are taking it forward. And if we don't make noise, no one's going to do it for you. Mainstream media is not. They're too comfortable. You know, this is the way it is. They own everything. There's this fake two-party system when they're all in bed with each other, with a few exceptions on the conservative side. I mean, they're all crooks. Okay, crooks. someone's asking, are you saying heart or harp? Heart. H-A-R-P. Well, Harp Enterprises,、yeah. but wasn't there a heart company as well? I'm gonna pull that up. And see it. There were a few. No, that's the enterprises. You're talking about heart services that they had in their software, right? What was it called? There was a heart inner civic. Yeah, that's、well. the fusion program thing. So that's that patch they have where they mend, you know, the votes. I don't even know what that means because I'm not an election specialist at all. All I do is, did I vote or not? But yeah, that was in the programming thing. Is the producer confirming that? Is that from the programming stuff? So yeah, somebody's yeah. wanting to know、um, how many documents were released. Well,、oh, a lot. We, yeah, three to four hundred. Yeah, there's quite a bit. Yeah, and um, <coughs> I wanted to say. 
They have a, a man by the name of Bob Gantley that is the president of this, and he's in Florida. He was probably involved in that Al Gore, you know, Bush thing when they first trialed it out. But he doesn't own any percentage of the company. I think he's just a dummy president because the owner and the president. Okay, let me, let me just clarify that. People are saying Harp became Harp. No, let's clarify. There's Harp Enterprises and there's Hart InterCivic. Both companies are, we have documentation with both of them in this, but Harp Enterprises is the one that owns the voter machines. Right. That's correct. Now, I think that Comer um, may be in some shape or form involved with this voting machine company. Now, I don't have any solid evidence but I'm feeling like this is this is kind of and not only that, like all of them, all of them know exactly what's going on. There's no way the secretary of state doesn't know that her computers, every single county clerk's computers, every court clerk's computers are managed by software management LLC, who on their website pride themselves of covering all of the county clerks in all of the state of Kentucky. And there's no way she doesn't know that Roger Baird owns that. Because we have, you know, letters that have been sent from the finance division of every single county to Roger Baird and their big fat checks. So there's no way they didn't know. So we have an extra 100 and something thousand votes. And if you count the resurrected 175,000, we've got an extra 40,000 votes right now. We've got one guy that owns both the state of Kentucky computer systems and the voting systems. And yeah, a lot of you are like, just let it, leave it alone. Five out of the six positions are Republicans. That's good enough. No, because they're, it's not real. We need to have the real candidates out there. These people are getting money from foreign companies. These people are rigging every single election. And this is just the tip of the iceberg because it's happening across the nation that they are fixing the election. We think we're under the illusion that we're voting when we're really not. That's the bottom line, you guys. That's the core, that they have one company running both the state and the elections. Um, I think that's that's bizarre and that's scary. That's terrifying. No, it's it is I mean, terrifying. It is scary. And, you know, you guys, we need you guys out there to get vocal, get active. We are going to be sending this off tonight to the representatives, like we said, the House, the Senate, the White House. And your job is to go out and now pressure those people, your representatives, to investigate and look further into this. Um, also, please check uh, Tori's website. Please check uh, InfoWars. P- please check this video because I will be linking many of the articles we, that we post that are related to this subject when we get them up in this description box. So... You guys can get out there and push this information, make sure everyone sees it, get it out there far and wide. And we need you guys to just call up your representatives and say, we know you got these documents. We know they were sent to you. Um, we demand that you investigate and you you look further into this election voter fraud that might have happened in Kentucky. Uh, that's what your job is to do, and we're going to do our job to get what information we can out to you that we can make public to you but like i said a lot of it we can't because it has you know serial numbers of voter machines pins password admin logins it has people's actual bank account numbers checks, account numbers. like yeah. it has everything 
Like but it's tomorrow, got a lot of stuff. Yeah, tomorrow we're going to break the the foreign interference. I'm going to put that out. Yes. Haley Kennington will write it. She'll put it on Loomer.com. I'll, I'll make sure that it's redacted enough where it only shows the deposits of the company and their frequency for that one month only. Um, that goes into the joint account. We'll just reference whose account it is without putting their names on it for whatever reason. You know, we just want to be safe. And again, guys, like I said, uh, you know, it's a good thing that we came out here, you know, tired as we are. Millie working on this for like two days now Oh yeah, because <laughs> we have 20 million times more stuff than James O'Keefe did. All he had was proof that this guy voted twice and he got attacked by the attorney general. You know, we could have people swooping in saying, Ooh, you know, you did this come and round us up. So it's important that people know and we put it out there that they understand that you and I just happen to be on the phone. I'm great on the back end of the internet, you know, in all those creepy areas Mm-hmm. I know how to sanitize things, and we just pound it out together saying, whoa, this is the mother load. And we've yeah. been looking at it every – that's exactly how it happened. <laughs> that's literally – it's like, like I knew wow. he'd be on the phone with me, and I'd be cleaning it because it was – it needed to be stripped. I wasn't sure what to expect, honestly, when I sent – because <laughs> like I said, somebody contacted me through a contact form on my website, millennialmillie.com, and a lot of times I check those. And most of the time it's just interesting – you know, like either fan mail or hate mail or whatever, you know, sometimes I get tips here and there, but this was like, okay, this just looks, who knows? Maybe this is just a crazy thing. I don't know. So I I copied the links, sent them to her because there was, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to open links. I don't want to download a virus onto my computer. And she was the one who downloaded them, cleaned them up. And then she sends them in PDF form to me. Okay, these documents, and she she didn't look through all of them first. She didn't even look at them because there's hundreds of pages in the in the PDF documents. Sends them to me. We both are like looking at it together. Her on her computer, my, me on mine on my end, and we're on the phone and we're like, "What are we looking at?" Like we couldn't even figure it out at first. And then shredded we're like, oh my stuff. gosh, <laughs> shredded things put together. You know, <laughs> is that seventy five thousand dollars? Oh my gosh, I wish I had a bank account. With like that much money in it, which was what to, it was the million dollar account, right? The millions and millions. And that's stupid, by the way, just so everyone knows. Keep your bank account less than 250000 because that's the only amount that the FDIC insures. So in a yes. time of war, if you have 600000 they're only going to give you back two fifty. just so you know. Um, so, <laughs> you know, we saw that. We were like, why is someone sticking shredded paper together? And I was like, oh, my yeah. gosh, this voter rolls. And that's when you were like, uh why are they saying we have to redo these? Why are they counting ballots like this? Why did they say we're missing to add to this? And it just, yeah, and we didn't know who to get to. I called the police in Kentucky. I was like, yeah, yeah. maybe just get this, this to crazy. the government. But, but the thing is, is we actually had all this this stuff. All these documents have been verified, and uh, they're legitimate official, you know, official uh, in- ballot documents i mean we've got official, official stuff reports here. Yeah. yeah and we know what hotels they stayed in i might actually publish the names of the people that were working for harp i think that's public and for whatever badge we have on a picture that was I want a to voter election representative yeah yeah i want to they, put they, it they out. took pictures of the badges of the election representatives because they were key individuals yeah because they were key individuals from what i realized from where we're right. driving. Well, Tori, we're going to go ahead and close yeah, out this feed go. tonight. It's getting really late, but mm-hmm. uh, stay tuned, guys. 
be checking my Twitter and Tori's Twitter and our our channels, our websites, because we are going to be continuing to to release more of this information, and we'll keep you updated on what happens if we actually hear back from the governor or hear back from any of our representatives after we email out to them. Um, but we're going to be hitting that send button as soon as we get off this feed. So next, the ball's in your court. You need to contact your representatives on Twitter or on social media or call them up. Uh, probably most likely Mondays when their offices will be open, but I would in the meantime contact them on Twitter. Uh, pressure them to look into this and start an investigation because they wanted to start a two-year investigation into election meddling, Russian interference. Well, we've got way more evidence of election meddling and interference right. than anyone ever had with the with the Trump 2016 election. They own everything. So. Yeah. They run their own elections. We don't even count. We just show up. They're mocking us. Like, that's how it is. You turn up, and they can do whatever they want. So, yeah, everybody just stay tuned. Uh, we'll put it out. And if Millie gets arrested, or I do. <laughs> Please pray for me. I, I didn't right. do anything illegal. So We all got everything. Yeah, we didn't do anything wrong. We just got it, and that's it. And hopefully we can get to um, the, the governor, because he seems to be – I talk to governors all the time. What's with the, who's this gatekeeper? A seven head yeah. Hydra? Like what's going on? Look, I, I think the bottom line is, is, um, you know, I, I think that once we send it to everyone in Congress, I'm sure someone's going to do something with it. All right. Thank well, thank you, you so much, Tori. Um, and thank you guys for traveling along with us throughout this journey. And we are going to be getting more information to you guys. And I want to say a special thank you to everyone who donated. I did see some contributions and donates on donations on there. Sorry, my brain is frazzled right now. We've been we haven't slept much. We've been going over documents. Mm -hmm. Um, But I appreciate that. Um, It helps me and it helps me so that I can continue to fund my operation and put out reports and travel around and show you guys on the ground footage you know, throughout the election season and just throughout the year covering protests and events. So I appreciate that. So thank you very much. Uh, this is the Millennial Millie channel. We are signing off.